This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Thank you, and welcome to the show. Two lengthy shows tonight, so it's straight to the Lone Ranger and the episode where his horse, Silver, gets stolen. with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Masked Rider of Justice brings us another exciting story of the Old West tonight. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. And once again we hear the inspiring cry... Hey, old Silver! The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, old boy! Tell waiting for us in the cafe near Abilene! We must hurry, old fellow! time, many high-bred horses had disappeared from ranches in the neighborhood of Abilene. No one had been able to trace them nor to discover the thieves. At last, Carol Cummings, most prominent of the ranchers, directed the sheriff to ask the help of the Texas Rangers. A letter was written and addressed to Ranger headquarters and entrusted to the care of one of the townspeople of Abilene for delivery. The first scene of tonight's Lone Ranger drama opens outside a small cafe on the outskirts of Abilene. Zeke Skinner had been spending his money too freely for drink. And as the evening progressed, he talked more than was wise. His careless conversation was overheard. And when he staggered from the cafe, he was halted by the threat of a heavy gun and the stern voice of the Lone Ranger. 
Stand where you are, Skinner. Well, what's this mean? Go through his pockets, Tonto, and find that paper he was talking about this evening. Me get him. Yeah, mister. You can't do this to You'll me. You'll see what we can do. But, mister, I ain't got nothing for you to steal, right? Time to go back to Abilene, didn't you? Oh, boy. Can't a man just talk? Did you find the paper, Tonto? Me got paper here. Let me see it. That's my property. You can't... This is what we want, Tonto. Yep. Get to the saddle. Uh, me, me ready. Hey. Now for Abilene. I'll sail One evening, several days after the masked man took the paper from Zeke Skinner, Cal Cummings stood at the Abilene Bar with a sheriff. Their conversation is about the theft of horses in the neighborhood. Cummings is speaking. Tell you, Sheriff, there just ain't no way to account for this horse thief that's been working around here. It's got me beat, Cal. That's why I was willing to send for rangers. I know when I'm against something I can't savvy. Oh, you're a smart hombre, Sheriff. I reckon you savvy that men in my position won't tolerate the loss of high-bred horses for very long. Don't get wrong notions, Cummings. I ain't sent for the rangers just because you ordered me to. No? I done it simply because I can't locate the horse thieves myself. And I hate horse thieves worse than killers. I'll see the rats hung if I have to send for the hull-blamed army. Reckon, Sheriff, I'll change my mind about buying a drink. I figured me and you understood each other. I buy my own drinks, and I don't owe nothing to no one. Well, I'll join my tap hand over yonder. <laughs> Someday, Steve, I'll take some of that high-handed way out of that, Sheriff. Yeah, I'm with you, Cummins. How are things fixed for tonight? All set. Boys have got that big white horse spotted at the hitch rack again. Good. Found the man that owns him yet? No, but it's true that he goes masked. He's a hard man to locate, though. Well, he must be close by if the horse is here. What about the other horse? Redskin owns it. It's the masked man's partner. Darn curious. They hitch the horses outside and then don't show up noise. Yeah, that makes stealing the big horse risky. You don't know where they'll come from. Everything is set, though, ain't it? Yeah, if only the plans work out. We'll get the high sign in a few moments. In spite of the way Cummings had spoken to the sheriff, he himself was the leader of the thieves. Silver, the Lone Ranger's horse, seemed to him a splendid prize, and Cummings' men were given orders to steal it. Silver put up a terrific battle as the crooks dragged him from the hitch rack. The masked man and Tonto were at the rear of the cafe watching Cal Cummings when they heard the commotion at the front. Tonto, that's Silver. What matter? Come on, we'll see what's going on out front. They're taking Silver away. You take white fellow. Go get him, thief. If only I could shoot to kill. And there, other horse near. White fellow. I'll take your horse. You take the other. We'll get after those thieves. Ah, Silver will fight those crooks every step of the way. Any fellow. I'll take it. All right, stranger. Ice them. We got you covered. Put down those guns. 
My horse is stolen. Keep your hands high or we shoot. Don't take no risks, mister. We're Texas Rangers. You? That's right. We're here to get the horse thieves. And it looks like we got them. What's going on here? What's all the noise? Them's the Texas Rangers. We've seen this mask on Brain Engine taking horses. And the engine set to mount one with a CC brand. Well, that's my horse. My old horse has been stolen. We were borrowing a horse to get after the thieves. Tell that to the jury. We got them covered. Gosh, it don't take you gents long to make an arrest. Boy, you're the sheriff, huh? Yep, my jail's at your disposal. We figured something funny when we seen a masked man coming this way on the run. If you were here, you saw thieves make off with my horse. <laughs> that's a likely story. I'll help you lock them up. Maybe they'll tell where the other mounts is hid. Gahula! Yes, Tonto. What's that? Onal Tula. Tu Talu. That's all we can do, Kimosabe. Hey, cut that chattering engine. You're under arrest. The only reason I don't draw and shoot is because one of you would have to die. But there's another way. You're under arrest. Now, Tonto. I only got him. Blast him. Come on, boy. Come on. He got loose. Shoot him. Get this bitch, Kimosabe. He got us off guard. Get your gun. Come on. Two doctors see him. Get this engine off me. Yeah, I got the engine. Well, we got him anyhow. Huh? You got me. That all right. You'll pay for this. Thought you were slick to jump us and spill a lot of us. You let the masked man get away. Oh, take it easy. We'll corral him later on. The main thing is we got one of the horse thieves. We ought to drill him on the spot. No, don't do that. Take him to jail. Make him tell all he knows. Keep him there till he gets hung. The Lone Ranger had made his escape for two reasons. He knew that as long as he was held in jail, he could not recover silver. And once captured, the mask that concealed his identity would be taken from his face. While Tonto kept the sheriff, Cummings, and the other two men busy, the masked man fled on Tonto's horse. Some hours later that same night, we find the two men, Ben and Dave, in Cal Cummings' ranch house. We hear Ben speaking. Me and Dave hung around town for a while, Cummings. Then we come out here. Yeah, it was Ben's idea to see what the talk in town was. What is the talk? Well, everyone's convinced the engine is a horse thief. <laughs> it was sure a lucky break for us, catching him hands down like that. Trying to steal my horse. That was done on purpose. The boys left that one of yours where they got the big wagon from, figuring the masked man would ride it. Well, it didn't happen like we figured. But it worked out all right. Kale, it was sure a slick scheme, making everyone, including the sheriff, think we was Texas Rangers. We got you <laughs> boys here without rousing suspicion. It sure did. Now you'll be able to do a lot for us. Just watch us. <laughs> Wonder what the sheriff say if he knowed about his letter to the governor asking Texas Rangers. Oh, what did you do with it? I give Zeke his orders on it and paid him off. Think he's likely to come back? No, not him. Now then, boys... Let's get down to some planning. Well? I got a half a dozen other horses lined up to take. All good ones? The finest. Just give us the orders, that's all. I got an idea to make folks more than ever sure the engine and his part are horse thieves. Yeah? And get us horse flesh into the bargain. Oh, let's hear it, Cal. The engine has got to make his escape. Mm, I don't hanker to see that happen. When he busts loose, he takes a lot of horses with him. 
Oh, it might be fixed to look like that part of his with a mask busted him out. That's it. Wonder where he went to, anyway. Oh, he'll be a long ways from here by this time. Reckon he's still riding. Now, we gotta make dead sure of one thing. What's that? That the engine travels when he gets loose. Any reason why he wouldn't travel? I don't take chances, boys. Well? We gotta start lynch talk. Lynch him? Is that what you mean? That wouldn't work out for your plan. You can't lynch him. Oh, he won't get lynched. We'll get a mob rile, though. Then when he gets out, he'll travel fast. I don't expect the sheriff will take to lynching. Well, I'll have one of the boys keep him in tow away from the jail. Steve can rile the lynch mob. That sounds like a good scheme, huh? Hey, Cummins! Now, Steve. Oh, that white horse is a devil on four legs. I can't handle the critter at all. Where's he at? The stable. It was all quiet and calm. Then all of a sudden... Well... Gosh, I wish you'd seen it. Them ears poked forward and the head come up, and then it started in raising particular Ned. Biting, pawing, kicking, I don't know what now. Oh, it's a powerful critter. That ain't all. I've seen them shoes it's wearing, and boss, I never seen none like them before. How's that? I'd stake my life on it. They're solid silver. Silver? Wait. Leaping buzzards. Silver shod horse. Pure white. Strong as a dozen horses. Listen, I'll open the door. Shut up, Steve. Don't you savvy it? If that horse is what I think, we got the most famous horse in the world. How's that? You never hear tell of Silver? Silver? You mean the owner's man? The Lone Ranger, that's what. Listen to that critter kick and howl. Listen here. If that's the Lone Ranger, he wouldn't ride away from here. He wouldn't leave that horse. The horse was quiet till a while back, and then he started in. And that means his master's around here somewhere. Get all the boys out. Have them scour this ranch for the masked man. I'll go get him. Throw a guard around the stable. I will. Give orders if that man's seen to shoot him on sight. Come on. You too, Dave. Right. The chance of a lifetime. Boys, we got the famous silver and never known him. We're going to do big things with him. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. continue our story. You will recall that in the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama, Cal Cummings, leader of the thieves who had been stealing horses in the Abilene district, ordered the theft of silver, the great white horse belonging to the masked man. When the Lone Ranger borrowed another horse to pursue the crooks, he and Tonto were arrested by the sheriff and two men posing as Texas Rangers. The mystery rider escaped, however, and made his way to the Cummings ranch where Silver, sensing his presence, whinnied loudly. Our next scene reveals Cummings and the two false Texas Rangers, seated in their saddles, watching the stable that holds Silver. 
pulse is quiet now. Reckon the masked man ain't been here after all. Try it, the luck. I hope to get a shot at him. So do I. Just as well. If he had been here, he might have heard our plans. And that had spoiled everything. Yeah. But he wouldn't have had the chance to kill if we'd have got him. You might have and you might not. I'm as well satisfied if he's kept aboard the Redskins' horse and hightailed it away from these parts. What are we going to do? Stay on guard in the saddle all night? I'll get the boys together and we'll take turns. Well, me and Dave have had a hard day, Cal. It's a long trip from where we sold them other horses to here. Uh, you boys can sleep. You've got a busy day tomorrow. I'll see the stable's guarded. Tomorrow we got to pose as rangers and... Then at night, we gotta bust the engine out of jail. <laughs> then take another lot of horses with us when we leave here to hunt the horse thieves. The following day, the Lone Ranger removed his mask and cleverly disguised himself to look like a rancher. Then he entered the sheriff's office, behind which was the town's one-room jail, where Tonto was held. The sheriff, seated at his desk, looked up at the Lone Ranger's approach. You're a stranger around here, mister. Where are you from? You have a prisoner here, Sheriff. Yeah, an engine off, Steve. I'd like to have a look at him. For what? I think he might be a man I saw near the box K spread. Has the Box K lost horses, too? Hadn't you heard? No. The Box K is out in my county. We'll go on back. That door at the rear is the door to the jail room. You can speak to the prisoner between the bars. After I've talked to him, I'll be able to tell you whether or not he's the man we suspect. It don't matter anyhow. He's sure to hang as soon as he gets tried in court. I'll speak to him. Sabe. Mm, me know you come. Tonto, I've learned the entire plan. Uh-huh. We weren't sure of our facts until last night, when those men who called themselves Texas Rangers pulled their guns to cover us. Texas Ranger not do that? No. They don't draw their guns until it's time to fire. After I left you, Tonto, I went to the Cummings Ranch. You hear things there? Yes. Silver knew I was there, too. He kicked up quite a fuss. Color think you there? Yes, they did. I had to leave, Silver. If I'd taken him, the horse thieves would have known I'd overheard their plans and they would have changed them. Oh. As it stands now, they'll go through with their idea. And it'll give us a chance to prove to everyone that they're crooks. Hey, you there. You from the Box K. Yes? It's taken you a long time to find out what you want to know. I'm nearly through, Sheriff. Well, hurry it up. I'll try to get Silver after the men have left the Cummings Ranch tonight, Hutto. Then I'll come back here. Meantime, two men will come to let you out of jail. What Tonto do? Take this gun. Hide it in your shirt and listen carefully to what I tell you. Cummings and his scheming companions left the ranch that night, planning to rouse the townspeople against Tonto. As they disappeared from sight, the masked man, silent as a shadow, raced across the open plain to the stable. 
A moment later, a thunder of hoofs and Silver with a lone ranger in the saddle sped into the night. Meanwhile, Cummings, Dave, and Ben took cover behind a dark row of buildings near the jail. Their Confederate Steve was busily playing his part to excite the mob against Tonto. Cummings is giving directions to the two men beside him. Now remember, boys, as soon as we let the red skin out, we get back to my place. And you two will have to take them horses we picked up tonight and start them moving out of these parts. We're taking the same place as the others. Yeah, and sell them fast. Get back here with the cash. Leave it to us, Colonel. I am. I just wish we could take that white horse along. Well, you can't. He's too hard to handle. He'd fetch a good price. Leave the critter with me till the next time. Maybe I'll have him broke by then. Ain't it time something happened? Yeah. I figured Steve would have started the lynch talk by this time. What do you say, man? Start now. Good. On Paul Aubrey's law, we'll let that critter stand trial. Likely not get found guilty. You know me, boys. I ain't for lynching a man no more than you are. Maybe we better let the law take its course. That's all right in most cases, but now I think we don't... I don't like lynching a man. Oh, Steve ain't a man. Look at what that critter's done. Sam, you lost two fine horses. Yeah. Pete lost one. What are you going to do about it? Sit back and do nothing? I say we should take the law in our own hands and string the redskin up. Yes, he's right. You know what'll happen if we don't? He'll go on trial and say he don't know nothing about the horse dealer. He'd be found guilty, though. We got evidence. What sort of evidence you got? He was catched by Texas Ranger stealing Cal Cummins' horse. Cal's got his horse back now, ain't he? Yeah, that's right. Sure he has. Cal's got his horse back, and the Indian can say he'd never seen it. Who's there to prove he did? Can't get them Texas Rangers to testify in court. They don't do business that way. No, you may be right after all. It'd be a disgrace to the town if the redskin horse thief was to be let go free. That's just it. Maybe if he sees he's going to be strung up, he'll tell us where the rest of the stolen horses are hit. There's a chance to get our horses back. Maybe he will talk at that. Most likely he'll tell where his part's at. I tell you, boys, it's worth trying. What do you say? We can let you He's working them along in great shape, ain't he, boys? Big bunch is all set to start out any minute now. We'd better be set ourselves. Let's get on our horses here. As soon as they start moving to the jail, you boys get on the jump. What about the sheriff? I locate him and stay with him. Come on, boys. We'll take the jail by storm. Who's got him, That's it. Bring it up. townspeople, raised to a pitch of fury by Steve's speeches, headed for the jail. Cummings left to find the sheriff and keep him from interfering. At the same time, Dave and Ben rode swiftly to the rear of the jail to play their part in the plot engineered by their leader. Here we are, Dave. I think we can get this back door open as easy as the front. Sure thing. It was a good stunt planning that lynching. Of course. It's the only way we can make sure the engine be able to run for his life. He's innocent and he knows it. 
Might be willing to stand trial. Uh, wait a minute. Hey, you redskin, you in there. Listen, we're getting this door open, Savvy. We don't want you to get strung up. Hey, let me get this bar, get in the lock. I'll pry it open. Who are you, fella? You know us, Injun. We're the men that put you here. Texas Ranger. Huh? That's who we are. We put you here for trial, Injun, not to get lynched. Lynch mob come this way. You hear it, don't you? And me not steal horse. You might be able to prove that in a court, but you can't convince a lynch mob of it. What you do now? Stand back, Redskin. I'll fix that lock. Hand me that crowbar, Dave. Here. Horse, we'd pull you right over yonder. Get aboard it and travel fast. You let me go away? We don't let no man face a lynch mob. Me not go. What are you talking about, you crazy galoot? Don't you hear the men coming here to string you up? Let me hear them. Then get moving. You're free now. Run. Not so fast. What the sham here? The mask You coming. Me got them gun too. What that into that tail? Uh, you, both of you. Me, show me. You. The mob's at the other door right now. You can't do this. We're Texas Rangers. You can't do this. Run. Be quiet! There are horse thieves here, and you'll have them in just a moment. Sheriff, these two men are no more Texas Rangers than you are. They're two of the thieves who've been working around here. He lies! Sure he does. Those are the men who have been taking the horses from the Cummings Ranch and selling them. Where's Cal Cummings? There he is, trying to get away. Come back here, Cummings! Come on, Cal! We'll see if the man with them guns is telling the true facts. Maybe these are the critters that's been taking horses from your spread after all. Not Cal Cummings' horses. They take the horses which Cummings and Steve and other C.C. Waddies have been stealing from all of you. Those animals go first to Cummings' place. That ain't true. Wait a minute. Cummings, you persuaded the sheriff to send for Texas Rangers, didn't you? Well, I... You gotta admit that much, Cal. Yes, I did. They come here and found you and that redskin. No Texas Rangers came here. Because you paid the man who was supposed to take the sheriff's letter to stay away from here and not deliver the letter. That ain't so. You can't prove no such charge. You did that so you could bring in those two friends of yours and have them pose as rangers to frame someone in town for horse stealing. Then you intended to start a lynch mob. Steve did that. Was Steve the start of the talk all right enough? Then your two fake Texas rangers would let the prisoner escape. You planned to have him suspected of stealing a lot more horses. Boys, this all just talk. You can't let a masked man and redskin hold a lot of you at bay with six guns. Rush him. Rush him yourself if you've a mind to. Keep talking, stranger. You got any proof of what you say? I have the letter you wrote, Sheriff. To the Texas Rangers? Here it is. It was never delivered. You can find Zeke Skinner if you want to. He'll tell you how much Cal Cummings paid him and how he lost it in a gambling place on the outskirts of Abilene. There ain't a word of truth in what he says. By thunder, he talks a straight story. Is a letter genuine, Sheriff? This is a letter I wrote, all right enough. Why don't you men rush these two? That's it. Don't let, let them talk you out of doing justice, boys. Maybe they're talking us into doing justice. You want more proof? 
You got more proof, stranger? Go to Cummings' place right now. You'll find the horses that were taken away from here tonight. Horses stolen from you. You'll also find letters from the men who bought the stolen horses, telling Cummings to get more of the same kind. Cry thunder. All you gotta do is look at Cummings' face to know the masked man tells the truth. Boys, wait. Listen, don't rope me. I got a right to a trial. You'll don't... get a trial, all right. And so these cook parts of yours. That's more than you wanted to give the redskin. Boys, tie them up. You two deputies stand guard till we get the jail doors fixed. Yeah, Come on, Tonto. Let's get out of here. Now, we'll get back a lot of stolen property and jail and ornery scheme and pack it. Together again, Silver, old boy. Come, Tonto. We're riding. Hey, Stay tuned for Red Skelton next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for the Red Skelton Show and an episode first aired in 1948. From Hollywood, Procter and Gamble brings you the Red Skelton Show, starring Red Skelton, Dave Rose, and his orchestra, our singing stars, the Four Knights, Verna Felton, Lorraine Tuttle, Pat McGeehan, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Yes, it's the Red Skelton Show, brought to you by Tide, Procter and Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family watch. Tide skin dirt's out. Tide gets close cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Tide gets close cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-E, Tide. And now, from Metro-Golden-Mare, the star of our show, Red Skelton. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you, O'Connor? I'm fine, Red. Uh, how was your trip to Washington, D.C.? Oh, it was really swell. And I'd like to say here and now, it's a wonderful feeling to go to Washington from Hollywood without a subpoena in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of Washington, Red? Oh, it's really a great city. White gleaming buildings and the Treasury Department and broad avenues and the Treasury Department and beautiful memorials and Treasury Department. <laughs> 
Uh, just, just a minute. You know, the Treasury Department seems to have made quite an impression on you. Annually, bub, annually. <laughs> hey, you know, I took my uncle over to the Bureau of Engraving where they make money, and he looked at the machines. He says, look at the dirty crooks. They stole my idea. <laughs> Well, shall we try some jokes now? Yeah. <laughs> Brad, you went back to the nation's capital to attend the Variety Club's banquet honoring Secretary of State Marshall, didn't you? Yeah, I, I felt that the General Marshall and I have a lot in common. See, we're both in the same outfit together during the yeah. war. <laughs> of course, he was a five-star general, and I was just a six-button private. But I, <laughs> I had a better rating, but they never came around the guardhouse to see the good work I was doing. <laughs> Well, the Variety Club gave Secretary Marshall the Humanitarian Award for his services to mankind, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, tell me, what did they give you? Wait till I find my... Pi- Here it is. <laughs> uh, what's that? What'd they give me? Uh, yeah. The usual 24 hours to get out of town. <laughs> Hardly well, worth finding, was it? <laughs> well, where did you stay when you were back? There? I stayed at the Stagger... Uh, the Statler Hotel... <laughs> From the looks of those holes, boy, I was right the first. That's a pretty classy place. Yeah, it's really, really high class. Did you have a suite? No, I took my wife with me. (laughs) Boy, the place was really loaded with politicians. You know, everybody talks politics in Washington, but they're only interested in what they've got to sell. I said to one guy, what do you think of the Taft-Hartley bill? He says, I think they should pay it. Back there? Yeah, with a club as usual. Mm-hmm. One, one cab driver asked me if I was a congressman. I says, no, a comedian. He says, oh, third party, huh? <laughs> did you visit any of the famous buildings? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I, uh, I visited the White House, but the man of the house wasn't in. He wasn't? No, they said he was out trying to talk the landlords into renewing his lease. <laughs> Truman are traveling so close together, Truman got up this morning, had on Dewey's uh, pajamas. <laughs> hey, I had lunch at the White House while I was in Washington. Really? Yeah, I had lunch there. Of course, I didn't get any butter. The chain on my knife was so short, I couldn't reach it. <laughs> I saw Dewey at the White House, and he was writing a postcard home to his wife, and I peeked over his shoulder and says, having a wonderful time. Wish I were here. <laughs> In dirt, out tight gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Now hold on there just a minute. That cake of soap I got for Christmas back in 1906 was still pretty powerful. But I hear that they got some mighty good new soaps and sudsers on the markets now. Did I? You're so right. Yeah. Let me tell you about Tide. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any of them. Soap or suds are old or new. Procter & Gamble's Tide gets clothes cleaner than any washing product known. I mean, gets all your clothes cleaner, too. Your whole family wash, top to bottom, from linens and prints to work shirts and overalls. Tide not only leaves them free from dirt, Tide removes dingy soap film, too. Think of it. All this amazing cleaning power, yet Tide is safe. Truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide spruces up gay checks and prints. Actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. And in hardest water, Tide gets white things whiter than any other washing product known. Tide keeps them white, too. Week in, week out. Never turns them yellow. No, wash day products are not all alike. 
Tide and Tide alone gives you all this, the cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that over 50% of the doctors that switched to camels are now back to driving cars again? Ladies and gentlemen, the four knights are here now to sing uh, Rambling Rose. Everyone knows she's the Rambling Rose, she's a beauty growing wild. Birds in their nests seem to whistle their best for Mother Nature's favorite child. She's got the kind of affection that just winds around your heart. You'd better run for protection or she might upset your flower garden. I hate to disclose that the rambling rose is going to beat her Waterloo. I let her play, but she can't get away because I know just what to do. And anyone knows you can train a rose to be a clinging vine. So from this day hence to be a picket fence round that rambling rose of mine. Round that rambling rose of mine. Oh, how they sigh when she passes by. She thrills them with a sweet perfume. Nobody's brush has painted her blood. That's just a natural Cause everyone knows she's a rambling rose. She's a beauty and she's running wild. Birds in the nest seem to whistle their best. Just for Mother Nature's favorite child. To disclose that my rambling rose is gonna meet her Waterloo. And from this day hence, there'll be a great big fence from that rambling rose of People you'll meet sooner or later. Have you ever met anyone who mistook you for somebody else? Well, old Clem Cadiddlehopper did once, and so will you sooner or later. Boy, I really sing it when I get done with it. You can smell it. Well, sir, I just registered for the draft again. They didn't know how to classify me either. Dead or alive. They said they're going to defer me because I'm a farmer. Of course, my corn crop wasn't too good this year. The ears were so bad they were wearing hearing aids. Well, I'll stop in the Daisy June's house and get a bite to eat. I wonder what she's going to have for supper tonight. I hope it ain't hash. She's so impulsive, you know. <laughs> oh, here comes that 
same car again. Now, that guy's been following me for an hour. I hope I ain't in any trouble of any kind. Somebody told me that the dog catcher had a warrant for me. <laughs> well, if it ain't Lieutenant Muscle, remember me? I don't even remember me. Stop playing dumb. Playing? Yeah. I ain't playing dumb. I'm sincere about it. Look, Lieutenant Muscle, you remember the way you pushed us GIs around? Well, you ain't got those bars on your shoulders now, Oh, here, let go of my Adam's apple. It ain't ripe enough to pick yet. Let go of me, will you? I told you overseas that if I ever met you when you got out of the army, I was going to punch you in the nose. I've never seen you going to punch who in the nose? I'm going to punch you. Well, you just try it once. You'll be surprised. (laughs) You see, it was easier than you thought. Lieutenant, get up, you... Say... Just a minute. What? Stand over here in the light. You were doing all right when we were standing in the dark. <laughs> oh, look, I'm awful sorry, fella, but what? from a distance, you look just like Lieutenant Muscle. No kidding. Yeah, d- did I hurt you? Oh, no, no. I tied this knot in my spine to remember something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I punched you without thinking. Well, I'm not. If you'd have thought about it, you'd have done a better job. <laughs> Please accept my apologies for mistaking you for Lieutenant Muscle. You mean to tell me that there's another guy in the world that looks yet like me? You look enough alike to be twins. Ooh, what a gruesome dog. No hard feelings, eh, buddy? I ain't got no feelings at all, man. Can I drop you off someplace? No, no, my girl's house is right here. I'm better hurry, I'll be late for supper. Of all the experiences I've had, huh? Well, dee-dee-dee-dee. Oh, dee to you, too. Clam, your nose is bleeding. What happened? I ran into an old friend. Of course, he had his fist out at the time. Won't you come in? Well, thank you. Don't mind. Well, wait till I open the screen door. I'm sorry. I didn't notice the screen. I thought those specks in front of my eyes were turning to squares. <laughs> already eaten? <laughs> well, no, I never expected a, a cat's after me like this, a catastrophe like this. <laughs> you eaten? Didn't you eat, Clem? Are you accusing me of doing something behind your back? Oh, I'm sorry, Clem. Oh, it's all right. Are you hungry? No, I ain't hungry. Your stomach growling? That wasn't thunder you heard. <laughs> I'll fix you a bite to eat. Okay, okay. Throw a little tide in there. I'll wash and you dry. Why should I dry? I ain't even wet. Oh, Why must you act like an imbecile? Because I refuse to put on airs. Oh. Here, take this towel to dry the dishes with. Yeah, I'm pretty good at drying dishes. Watch me. I'll dry three of them at a time. Now, what's this? Stop showing off. You can't dry three dishes at a time. You're liable to break one. Oh, poopity poop. <laughs> I've been drying dishes all my life. I never broke one. Until now. Oh, Clam. I bought those dishes to have when I got married. Oh. It was a service for sex. Marrying someone with kids? <laughs> walking around out there, a prowler. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, who are you? 
Who are you? You going to tell me who you are, or am I going to have to run for my life? Hey, would you tell me where 521 Keys Avenue is? Lieutenant Muscle. Here. I've been looking for you. Here, now it's me. Remember me? How can I ever forget you? Here, you know, let go of my ear, will you? Now, ooh, look what you've done to my ear. I look like a lopsided bloodhound now. <laughs> this is for being so nasty to the boys in our outfit. Look, old man, I'm Clem Cadiddlehopper. You just beat up on me a while ago, remember? Oh, of of course, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I never can remember faces. Well, I... No wonder you keep going around changing them. <laughs> I'm sorry, Clem, but you look so much like Lieutenant Muscle. Every time I see you, I, I think of how he treated our outfit. Well, I, I just got carried away. Well, take it easy or I'm going to be the one that's carried away. <laughs> yeah, well... I can't keep beating you up. No. Uh, here, wear my Dewey button. Well, I'll pin it on my shirt. Yeah, Go then I... I ain't wearing one. <laughs> then I'll know the next time I see you. I oh, know you. You said you were looking for 521 Keys Avenue? Yeah, that's right. Well, this yeah. is the house right here. Right, right, right. But you better go around to the front door. Around here, if you come to a back door, they shoot and then ask questions. Of course, they don't get many answers, but that's... <laughs> okay, I'll go around to the front door. Yeah. Well, what's keeping you? I was just talking to a man out here. Well, what was he doing at the back? Well, Who he was, was he? He's looking for the... There he is now. I told him to go around the front and let him in. Howdy doody. Uh, pardon me. Could you tell me what... Lieutenant Muscle! Here! I told you I'd look you up! Get, get up, you rat! Get up! Look, you eager, eager beaver, you! <laughs> That's a new kind of a beaver, I <laughs> I'm Clem Cadillhopper. Look, I'm wearing the Dewey button, see? I'm sorry. Politics ain't going to help you. Now, take that! Now, look, you're asking for it. For what? A manslaughter charge. <laughs> Good thing I don't lose my temper easily. Here, you big bully. What are you trying to do? Not play him silly? If you are, you're wasting your time. Get <laughs> up on your feet, Lieutenant Muscle. He ain't, ain't Lieutenant Muscle. 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 Muscle died over a year ago. Muscle's dead? <laughs> that explains the resemblance. <laughs> you say, you say Lieutenant Muscle's dead? Yeah. Gee, I'm, I'm sure sorry to hear that. Yeah. He was the nicest guy I ever knew. <laughs> With him gone, life won't be worth living. It'll help me out a little. <laughs> Gee, poor Lieutenant Muscle. Well, I'll be seeing you around. Never in all my life. Oh, my poor, poor clam. I'll fix you something to eat. Oh, never mind. I couldn't chew it with my teeth scattered all over the rug. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going. You're going home? No, I'm going over to the undertaker's and get an appraisal. <laughs> I'll see you later. Aren't you going to chaos me? Look, haven't I taken enough punishment already? <laughs> Rose and his Procter and Gamble Orchestra play Puppet Serenade.
Good day, Rose. A page from the Mean Little Kid's Diary. Have you ever gone shopping at a department store and look around and see somebody else's kid getting into everything? <laughs> the Mean Little Kid's no exception, and the department store is never the same. Mother, here's the big department store. I hope you're holding on to Junior. No, I'm not. I thought you had him. He's gone. Oh, oh Mother, we'll never find him among all these people. Should we call for help? Yes. These people are going to need it. <laughs> oh, oh, there he is. Junior. Yes, Junior. Come here to me now, this instant. Okay, now, don't you hit me. You hit me, boy. I'll tell Pop that I was twins. And you'll never be able to explain what you did with the other one. You're so bad, I can't even explain you. Well. You shouldn't wander away in this crowd, Junior. Goodness sake. Listen, you might get lost. And how would we ever find you? You mean you would try? Certainly. Boy, some people don't know when they well off, do they? Well, Mother, we better get on with our shopping. Hey, will you buy me a cowboy suit? No, I won't buy you a cowboy suit. Well, you don't have to get nasty about it. <laughs> Come on, Junior. Come okay. on. Okay. Now, be careful going through the revolving doors. Oh. You might get your head caught and jam it. Yes. <laughs> then, you know, people wouldn't be able to get into the store. Oh, that's a question. I've never seen. Hey, how'd this door work, huh? Well, yeah. you just step into one of those little places and push. Okay, then. Well, that's funny. The store looks the same on the inside as it does on the outside. No, Junior, you're not supposed to go all the way around. Oh. Come on, I'll show you. Okay. Boy, this is fun. I'd like to get that spinning real fast. Mm. You trip people up and... Hmm? 
What's the matter with you? What's the matter? Why are you acting so strangely, Junior? What are you staring stairs, at? Mommy. Look, people standing still, yet they're going upstairs. Maybe I've got Grandpa's sickness. <laughs> Does Alcoholics Anonymous have a kindergarten class? <laughs> no, dear. That's an escalator. A what? Escalator. I don't want escalator. I want to know now. What do you mean? Now, be careful getting on. No, no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Well, here, I'll lift you on. Oh, yeah. oh. Now, stand still. Oh, boy, ain't there something? Uh, stairs that walk. Boy, we ought to have one of these in the house. It would save you and Mummy a lot of trouble carrying Gramps upstairs at 3 o'clock in the morning. Junior. Are you insinuating that your grandfather drinks to excess? Oh, no, no, no. He drinks to get blood <laughs> Boy, look at all the people on this thing. I sure like to nail their, their shoes to the steps, boy. Boy, then when they get up at the end, they couldn't get up, and they would go right through that little crack. <laughs> oh, what an imagination. <laughs> well, we're almost at the top. I'll be careful, Junior. Okay. <clears throat> now... Wasn't that fun? No, I didn't care much for it. No. no. Mother, I'm going over to the shoe department. Will you watch, Junior? Yes, dear. Hey, Nemo, mm. is you going to give me some money to buy Mummy a, a present? Well, what do you want to buy her? Well, I don't know. How about some toy soldiers and a pair of skates and a, uh, and a feet ball? Or I thought it was too good to be true. You're just thinking of yourself. Oh, uh, what did you suggest I should get her? Give her something she can use. Oh. A hairbrush. Oh, or... no! <laughs> I'm not buying my own booby trap, kiddo. <laughs> I'm stuck. I just don't know what to get her. She has so much, you know. Ooh, so much. Junior. A kooky Lucas she's got in <laughs> Junior, look. They're having a fall dress sale. Fall dresses, huh? That must be those dresses without the shoulder straps on them. <laughs> you know I'd hold them up? A city ordinance. <laughs> well... Just walked away and left me here all alone with a new world to conquer all by <laughs> Oh, boy, I think I'll just pick up something. Oh, that's a silly thing to say. <laughs> Look where I is in the piano department. <laughs> oh, the toy department. Look. Oh, where's old Red Whisker face? Where he at? Not here yet, huh? I think I just stopped for a second. Oh, look at the little rubber balls. Guess what I need, boy. I think I'll take one of them home and try it. And if I decide that I want it, I'll come back and open the charge account. (laughs) Hey, Mummy, over here. Yes? Where's your grandmother? I thought she was watching you. Well, she's only got two eyes, kiddo. She's only got two eyes. Well, where is she? She's over there. Come on, let's go. Oh, well, now, come on, let's go. Yeah, just hurry. Wait a minute now. What have you got under your coat? Don't ask silly questions. Let's get out of here. Now, let me see that. It's a ball. Junior, where did you get it? Never mind. Let's get going. I'm loaded down with hot goods. <laughs> Junior, where did you get this ball? Look, stop asking silly questions. The reform school is beckoning me. Come on. Junior, come back here. I want to know, where did you get this ball? What's going on here? Shh, not too loud. Junior, you didn't take that rubber ball. Yes, he did, Mother. Well, why don't you both yell a little louder? Maybe the store detective ain't hurt you yet. <laughs> right over and put it back. No, no, don't make me put it back. Don't make me put it back. It's got me fingerprint on it. <laughs> if they catch me, it's up the river. <laughs> I don't want to go up there with Pop. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do with you. And you wanted twins. <laughs> I... Uh, If he were twins, I'd pick one of them up and knock the other one down with him. (laughs) 
Now, Junior, you put that back. No, 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 I want it, I want it. I want oh, it. wait until I get you home. Don't take it away from me, please. Don't take it away from me. I want a ball. I want a ball. Well, go ahead and ball. No. But put this one back. No, I'm oh. going to kick my feet on the floor. Get up off that floor. Get off of the floor and stop tearing your clothes off. I'll hold my breath till I die. Oh. <laughs> stop that. Junior! <laughs> I'm the floor walker. What seats do you want? What seems to be the trouble with this little purple-faced boy? Who oh, is my little boy? He's, he's holding his breath because I won't buy him that ball. Well, for heaven's sake, buy him one. No, I don't want him spoiled. If I blow up, I'll be really spoiled. <laughs> I'm sorry, madam. We can't have anything like this in our store. He might die. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Now, what's the matter? What he said, he cared me. Oh. He scared me. Oh, no, no. don't cry. That's not you, man. No, no. I'd kick you in the shins, I would. If I didn't have my good shoes on, I'd kick you. <laughs> poor baby. No, poor baby. Don't cry now, darling. Don't cry. Oh, he's sorry. I'm sorry. Here, how much is the ball? I knew I'd get one. <laughs> the price of the ball is 50 cents. All wow. right, sir. There you are. Here, Junior. Here's a nice, beautiful red ball. Oh, no, I don't want it. <laughs> You're not going to spoil me, kid. <laughs> oh, I... Thanks for being with us tonight. We hope you liked our program well enough to be with us next week. So until next Friday, this is Red Skelton saying goodbye now and thanks for listening and thanks for buying more and more of that Wash Day Miracle Tide. Tide in, dirt's out, Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, T-I-D-E, Tide. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's the Screen Guild Theater, followed by yours truly, Johnny Duller. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.